Oh. Hey, Mike Will, give me a beat. Mike Will. Yeah. Sticks, homie, ate a kid's home. Think what's now, sweat a kid grown. Fly, I'm in fly mode. Take a seat, stupid, you see the sign on. Sorry, doc, it took a long time. Been on tour with Snoop, I was on my grind. Missed a couple calls, Hollywood and all. Tangeray got me feeling like hove, it's fine. <laughs> So I hit the booth for the caffeine show. Smooth D, holla, get at me, though. AQ, nice, running like an athlete, bro. Cook, cook, cold, man. That's what I be, and so be Porsche. Cook, cook, cold, man. Pockets like Big Shirley, that's Martin Mike Hurtcha. Cook, cook, cold, man. Bars be cold, Alcatraz, Mike Murphy. A caffeine on the show, we the best out. There you go, Doc, in your mouth. Money running like Walden, never drought. Prepare the royal baggage, the king be out. Cars never gon' lease a king be out. Hurry up and buy, old dog, get out. Damn, blah. Hey, Stixie, can't be serious. I'm about to service a shade for five. I'm living this Warren Buffett life. See, I get this wealth. My name is Money Cocksucker. Introduce yourself. Your last name ain't Benjamin. I don't need your help. If you ever block my money, just shoot yourself. Damn. I thought I told you before. This caffeine morning show. Let's go. Yo. Yo, Doc, I told you I got this thing right here, dawg. It's Caffeine Morning Show. Smooth DQ Nice Porsche, what up? You know what I'm saying? This how we, you know what? See, I flip the bars like a pie. Move a hundred keys out overnight. That mean a hundred wraps in 24. I can sell it for 17.5. That's real work across seas. If rap don't work, I move these. Too metaphoric, then please. Like switch beats, I push keys. Don't forget I'm from Watsi. I deliver. No DiGiorno, no porno. Goodbye, December. Porsche will tell all the girls he fine. But he married, go figure. Just still jumping his DM anyway because he... No, I'm just playing. <laughs> you, I got you. This how we do. Caffeine Morning Show. AM Caffeine Show. AM Caffeine Morning Show. What up? It's your boy DOC. It's your girl Marlo J. Smooth D in the ones and twos. You know he doesn't talk. He's a DJ. He just talks with his hands. Are you talking today? Salutations. Are you a BET <laughs> award... Uh, weekend, are you recovered from uh, this weekend's festivities? I am. Uh, Marlo J barely, was out. Marlo J though. was out a, a little bit shaking her tail feather. I did see her moving. You didn't and, see me shake nothing. I, I didn't see you. I think I did. You whoa! You didn't see me shake nothing. I did. You saw that me wasn't, out. That wasn't you. Don't, don't oh, try okay. Me. I thought don't it was you. <laughs> um, this is our first show today on uh, our news station at Dash Radio. We are now officially on Moonlight. Moonlight. And our new time is now Someone 8 a.m. Here she goes with the Al I think it's amazing. I what was that? A good point. Thank you. Do you think what's amazing? Some walk by day. Yeah. Then we low key have a theme song without even trying. You're right. You so shout out to um, what's Smooth? You good? Um, somebody uh, squeaking. Oh, okay. Is it um. Me? So, once Probably again, dashradio.com, uh, uh, Moonlight Station is our first uh, time on that station today. And shout out to all the other stations that carry the AM Caffeine Show. You can catch us on our Raw Stream Radio at 7.30 yeah. uh, Eastern Time, then Dash Radio at 10, tracklife.com at 
Uh, oh, shoot. At 10, excuse me. Accelerator at 11. The Ill Network at 12. It's too many damn stations that carry us. So just no, go to AM amazing. Caffeine. Just go it's to amcaffeine.com because I'm not shouting everybody out every week. I'm not doing that. You're not going to do that? I'm not doing that. You're not going to do it? We don't get paid for all Ever? that. Ever? <laughs> That's it. <laughs> grand opening, grand closing. All right? So today, very special guest in the bin. So let me shout out um, our, our guest last week. Blue Williams, yeah. who you know uh, was uh, very instrumental in um, Outcast career and a lot of other folks. So, what we like to do here, you know, aside from artists that you guys know, we like to get folks that are behind the scenes that kind of help move a lot of these artists' career. They help push the culture forward, and sometimes you don't necessarily know who those folks are. You see the artist and you think the artist kind of just did it by themselves. <laughs> uh, uh-uh. uh, didn't happen like that. Uh-uh. So today, our guest, when we talk about legendary um, folks that are behind, once again, some of the biggest artists that you guys know um, and has been so influential. And I don't I don't want to date him, but damn, he's been in the game since Moses. Like he's been in the game. Oh, it's been a long Moses. time. It's a long time. Uh, we talk about when we talk about. Will Smith. First off, anytime somebody makes a song about you, and not kind of just throw your name in the song, but I'm talking about an entire damn song about you. That is huge, huge. Come on, now. that's what she said. But that's huge. No, she didn't say that. She did. <laughs> she did say that, Marlo. I'll you, tell you about you that off no air. I'll tell you about that off that. air. So when we talk about <laughs> Will Smith discovering artists like Boys to Men. Discovering artists like Meek Mill And the list can go on and on With all the things that he has been involved in The one and only legendary Charlie Dan Mack in the building today Charlie Dan Mack in the building today Love, but you didn't give me my real title. Okay, okay please give it to me because it's a humble servant. The a humble, hey. servant. humble servant. So is it the humble servant, because, Charlie Mack? Because, because yes, well the, the humble Servant, the, well, the big brother, the humble servant. Okay, that's the thing, right? So, big brother, because people say the mayor of, right? And, and mayor and politics are really filthy and corrupt. Absolutely, right? So, I don't want to be associated with anything politically, right? So, a big brother does what? Make sure you're good. Yep. Make sure you got a couple dollars in your pocket. Right. Make sure you stand out of trouble. But if you get out of trouble, you make sure they make sure he but, right guides so you I'm through the, the situation. I'm, I'm the big brother. There it is. I'm the big brother. You know what I mean? The Shoot, I need one. I need one of yeah. them. Damn, I'm the big brother. You know what I mean? Big brother, make sure you're good. Right. Hear it. Absolutely. And so, and so really for me, Big really, the humble servant, teeth. right? Because that's what we all are essentially as servants, right? That's what we are. That's right. what we're here to, we're here to do. Either you here to either give or take. Uh, right. You know what I mean? For me, I'm a, I'm a giver. A giver. You know, selfless giver. There it is. Charlie Mack. Yes. Charlie Mack. So, yes. so much to talk about, so much ground to I'm, cover. I'm here for it. I'm here for it, bro. First off, born and raised in Philly? Born and raised in Philadelphia. Born and raised in Philadelphia. Yes, sir. And... As your journey, you know, uh, you know, in Philly, mm-hmm. you know, junior high, high school, and mm-hmm. did you have aspirations of being involved in the entertainment industry, or did it just happen? How did it even happen? How did it happen? Uh, my initial, my initial entry into anything entertainment was me seeing anything that connected with me was uh, 1976. Okay, bicentennial year. Um, Kenny Gamble, Philly uh, International. Uh, Gambling Huff. Gambling Huff. He did an event called Clean Up the Ghetto. Okay. And y'all may want to look into it at some point. Um, and he did a record. So he, all his groups, he um, he took them throughout, the, well, in particular, South Philly. And he took his artists, Patti LaBelle, Billy Paul, 
McFadden Whitehead, um, MS, Mother, Father, Soul Band. Uh, he took all his groups and he cleaned up the community. Okay. And it was weird because, again, at 11 years old, why would I connect with this man pretty much uh, creating this event? Right. Not the artist. Right. Like, I was locked into uh, him, him. Mm-hmm. at 11 years old. And I was I was hooked at that moment in terms of, uh, I want to do that. Mm. I didn't even know what but that, that was, was. But that right. was. But I want to do that. Right. Right. So then from there... Um, I started going down to the Sixers facility at the point, Spectrum. Right. And I started going to the Veterans Stadium. And so I became really cool with uh, Will Montgomery, Harold Carmichael, Ray Ellis, Darrell Dawkins, Clint Richardson, Franklin Edwards. Are these players on the Sixers? Players. 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 Sixers and the Eagles. I mean, when you said Harold Carmichael, he was such a beast. Okay. He was such a beast. He was Megatron before Megatron. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. He used to kill it. What? I used to be like, damn. Marlo, shut the hell up because you have no idea who Harold Carmichael is. That's okay. I know who Harold Bell is. So from that, again, at this point, I'm saying I'm probably, I'm 11, I'm at about 13, 14 years old. And I actually had a growth spurt. You know what I mean? So I went from, I don't know, five something to about six, four. Okay. Right. At, at what 14. Jesus. At 14. So then. I Were you playing up. sports? I was. That's what I'm saying. So I was like, when I say crazed uh, Sixers fan, I would cut out every clip and every day. I had my whole room wallpapered with Eagles clips and Sixers clips. Right. And I was crazed about, I was like, I'm going to be a basketball player. I wanted to be a ball boy. Okay. But, I was, but the thing about it was, is that. It was weird because I was so cool with all the players, but I think it became a situation where they were so, he's with me, he's with me, he's with me. But I, could never, I never got the job of being a ball boy. Although <laughs> I wanted to be a ball boy. Right. I never got you know, got the opportunity. But from there, um, I don't know how it happened, but it happened. My mother and father broke up around, yeah, 76. And so times got a little rough. Uh-huh. So, I, so you know, I... Um, I became a street pharmaceutical agent. Okay. Agent. A street yeah. pharmaceutical right. at agent. Age, at, a, at a very young age. Like literally like probably around 13. Wow. Yeah, I was writing numbers at 11. Wow. At 11. I was writing numbers at 11. And I started, you know, doing my thing. Uh, and then I, from me hustling, I decided I want to do a, a party. So let me just talk about you as a as a young um, street pharmaceutical entrepreneur. Agent. 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 Mm-hmm. Did you, did you, I'm, I'm sure you understood what you were doing, but how was the game for you? Did, was, it, was, was it dangerous or at that point it was just a, a means to an end? Like, yeah, what was your mindset? No, absolutely. I mean, again, um, my kids right now, my friends right now, they come to my place and they like, why do you have all this stuff? And it was weird because I could never really, really answer why I became a hoarder. Right. Then one day it hit me. And I did I kind of like put it out the back of my head. But I knew that was the reason why. I remember my father, I asked my father for a pair of Adidas. They were $32. He said, he hemmed and hawed. I'm not buying you no sneakers for no $32. I'm like, Dad, please, Dad, give me sneakers. Black and white, the black and white Adidas. He finally purchased them for me. He says, if I buy these for you, you will wear these things until the strings fall off. Right. Mm. Right. So my mother and father had just was breaking up. So they broke up. I want to say, I don't know what I did to them, whatever the case may be. But I remember walking, <laughs> walking to school, you hear flipping. I was like, look down. Like, oh, you didn't wore them shoes yo, all the way up. Dad, I, I was scared. Right. Because my father told me, like, 
you're going to wear these to the to fall off, right? <laughs> so from that moment, I, I wore them, and I never told them. So next thing you know, I got a hole in the bottom of them. I had to put cardboard on my sneakers. Wow. Yes, I'm saying? I was sliding my feet. Uh, <laughs> oh, my God. I was sliding my feet around. You know what I mean? And I was like, I can never. So that's what made me get the job. Right. That's why I was working. So I had a paper route. I was a uh, paper route. I was working at a grocery store, Eddie's and Joe's. Eddie Simon and Josephine. So they were a husband and wife team. They were essentially the ghetto heart to heart. Okay. If you will. Wow. Uh-huh. They were agents? Right? No, they, they were <laughs> no, they were, that, no, they were that as well. So, oh my so we had the grocery store on one corner and the hoagie shop was another corner. But it really was a backdrop for a number house. Right. Street number house. Yeah. So I would I would write down the number. I'm not knowing. He said, write this number down. Nine. Write this number down. I would write them down. He said, great. Now take it over to my wife. Call the street. And I'm not knowing. You're not knowing. You I'm just, not, just delivery work. Yeah, I'm just doing, just take, walking over there. I get my cheese steaks and everything. Whenever I would go over there, she would give me a couple of dollars, whatever case may be. I would do that probably throughout three, four times a day. Um, from that, uh, I got the job, and I'm like, okay, I would never, ever have that happen to me again. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because my father told me, don't come to me. Right. And let me tell you something. Today, 2018, I've never asked him for a dollar since. Since then. Uh, since then. And uh, by the way, Dad, I got the thirty-two dollars. You can't right, <laughs> I got that. Um, but yeah, it, it, it created a hoarder in me. Right. So I can't like things have to leave me. I will not give away. You won't anything. give away. Listen to me. I got gear. I got a mink coat from 19, 1989. I have a mink coat that I still oh have. God. I still have. And I, keep I, that in the closet because yeah. Peter, you know, Peter's around the corner. Yeah, Peter, be I, I got every fur that you ever think about. Period. <laughs> I just do. But I'm just saying. I'm saying things don't leave me. Right. Like I'm saying, because I buy so much and I just purchase so much. I got so much stuff. There's stuff that got tag, literally tags and stuff on it. And it's just hard for me to get, get rid, rid of, of it. it. Yeah, it's hard. You know what I mean? All because of a pair of sneakers. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then so from being a pharmaceutical agent, I was able to make some money. And one day I decided I'm going to uh, throw a house party. I throw a house party in my mother's basement. My first house party, I had 250 kids. Um, I was selling three chicken wings and a soda for $2. Wow. So I was so, 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 so my party was $5. No, it was a dollar party. So it was a dollar. But then I said, okay, I'm going to sell three chicken wings and a soda for $2. Man, for so $5, was, that's a dope-ass party. Dope party. Yeah. But I had 250 kids that night. Wow. So my first, so that really the thing that bit me. Right. Like, wow, I, like people going to come. To, and I wrote out the, I, I still have to, let me tell you the irony about it. I have the flyer. From my party that I wrote out with my hand. That's crazy. Yeah. Right? So, so you wrote out the flyer and the flyer. made copies? I made copies of it. And, and then I, you would just, was, hand, yeah. just so handed so them just, out. You hand them out and, and staple them on the, on the trees and things like that. Right. Um, and I put them up. And, and so when that happened, I was like, that's when Charlie Mack Productions like became, like was born. Right. It happened. I was like. Where does the Mac come from? from? Good. Uh, Marlo? Okay. Okay. <laughs> Where did the Mac come yeah, from? You know, everything was like, uh, 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 like Don Mac, this Mac. Ron Mac. Was that around the Mac, the movie? Yes, kinda? yeah, it was okay. like that, right? So so everybody was Mac, and he was throwing that on their name. So I just was like, okay, I'm Charlie Mac. Right. And it was just like, I kind of like, it was a combination of somebody giving it to me in addition to, you understand, you're a young African-American, I'm about 6'4", six, 6'5", six, I'm making a couple of dollars, I'm hustling, and so I'm having my way with the young ladies. Right. <laughs> You was truly <laughs> Mac, you was, was Mac. I was having my way, and then again, it just kind of just, it kind of just took on a life of itself. You right. Know what I mean? So again, really, I'm saying I always tell people I, I'm the, I'm not Matt and Charlie Mack because I drive Mack trucks. Right. Because I was doing my thing. Right. I'm a young, slender young man. You know right. I mean? Right. You know, making a couple of dollars because again, there ain't too many young boys, 14, 15 years old, walking around with five, six, ten, fifteen thousand dollars at a time. Right. You're not doing young boys. Not, no, you're really not doing that. You know what I mean? I used to pay for my whole league fee. I would buy my whole team's uniforms. And paid for the whole league at 15 years old. Wow. Oh, you know wow. what I mean? Literally. You know what I mean? So 
Yeah, things was things were, but I didn't realize at the time that my fortune was someone else's misfortune. Right, exactly. You know, from me hustling. Right. So again, I always say you count but for things you know, not for things you don't know. So once I got locked up the first time, this is how I actually it was weird how it happened. So I got locked up on July seventh, nineteen eighty seven. Then I got locked up July thirtieth of nineteen eighty seven. And then Jeff came to me, and at the time, so we're talking about Jeff. We're talking about Jeff. Jeff. Right, Jeff. Jeff. The one I threw. I threw my first, my Charlie Mac. It was May seventh. I had through the Charlie Mac um, first annual hustle convention. Right. Hustle convention. Wait, no. Yeah. Really? That was the name of it? That was the name of it, right? I had performing. Really? Whoa. Right. Where did you have it? I had it at, and there's irony, I'm great. it's crazy. It's called the Southwest Castle. So some woman gave me the flyer of my night of doing that. I purchased the building to actually create the Charlie Mac Care Center that I'm, I'm actually doing now. Physical fitness, education, and arts for kids. So I bought the building. That's everything that I dirtied up. Right, you got to clean it up. Yeah, so I'm doing a... A center there for kids, but anyway. So from that, um, you know, just just doing it. So at the no, time, no, no, you're not no, gonna say whatever. No, no, Hold on. I got locked up when I got the, locked no, up. No, the, the hustlers convention. No, I'm what did you learn at the hustlers convention? It was just a title, just a name, right? Yeah. But it really, no, it wasn't just a title because all the hustlers were there, right? right. All the hustlers because hustling was a major thing. Of course, it is today. But I'm saying at that point, and at that point, you kind of were cool with everybody because cool it was in the street making moves. Not only that, though, I'm saying I was dealing with the local like. Wendy Williams of Philadelphia. Okay. So I was like, at that point, I was 18 years old. She was 31 years old. Uh huh. So oh. Mimi Brown. Right. right. So she's this big on air jock. I'm hustling in the streets. You know what I mean? I'm having it my way, like totally. So I got Mimi shot me out on the radio over there, called me Sky King. I got her red Mercedes, candy red Mercedes Benz. I'm driving in the hood. I'm, I'm just having it my way. Right. I'm just really having it my way. So from that, um, from doing the parties, uh, Jeff, it was weird because I would, uh, my first, Entertainment relationship friendship was with Dougie Fresh. Okay. I did Dougie Fresh Parliament and I did Roxanne Shante. Okay. Right. So my relationship with Dougie was spawned at that point. And when you said you did, you're talking I'm about produced it. Produ- okay. Produced the show There's, along uh-huh. with a friend of mine named Bobby Khan. Okay. So we became tight, and I started producing shows with him. And then I started when I started dating Mimi. Mimi would give me artists like you know artists coming because they come to the station and all promo. that. Right. So I started doing shows. I did first one. I did. Let me tell you, irony about it. I did Statisonic, and then I did I did um I did Biz Markey and, and Roxanne Shante. Uh, Biz brought this kid with him and said, "Before I finish my show, you mind if my young my friend comes up here and perform?" And he comes up and he says, uh, "R A W, a terrorist." Big Daddy King. First time you ever performed that record was in my building. Wow. Right. It was six months before Raw came out. Wow. Right. So again, it, it was crazy. Um, that was really crazy. So, and that's the goat. Everyone who yes. knows me knows Big Daddy Kane yeah. is my all-time yeah. favorite MC forever. Yeah. Mount Rossmore, nobody can ever move him. All, all day, all day. Yeah. So, so we do the show, and I'm literally I'm in my zone. So Jeff would see me with all these groups, thinking I was doing security. Yeah. So unbeknownst to me, he comes to my show and says, "Do you think he can work with us? We have a record out called Girls Who Ain't in My Trouble. What do you think?" I was like, "Work with you." Now, mind you, I had two cases at the time, <laughs> right? I had two other cases at the time, so three felonies is a federal case. Right. So it was like literally, it was like perfect timing. So I was walking around with goobs and gobs of money in my pocket. They were just making about thousand dollars a show. Mm-hmm. Judge your first print at that point. Right. So it was like it ain't the money you used to making, but it's an opportunity. You so know? he didn't really know what you did exactly. He just kind of knew that you were affiliated with artists, but he didn't really know. Yeah. He he knew I, Mimi was my girl. Yeah. He knew I was. He thought that I was doing security for the acts. Right. I wasn't doing security. You know, right. I was, I was producing, producing the shows. Right. But he didn't know. He thought I was doing security for him. Right. So he would see me out. They would always just see me out. See me out around town. 
And I would double as security because I'm like, why would I pay security? I, I just hang out with me. Right. I'm right? big enough. Ain't nobody I'm coming. Big enough, right. Ain't nobody right. Right. So that's what that's how people would see me. So from that, um, the very first trip that I took with them was to London to do the album. He's the DJ. I'm the rapper. And that's actually so where. So wait, you had two open cases and was flying overseas? I, I yeah, because you know, I went to I went to London. I had two open cases. I beat the case in July. I beat the case in July, end of July, and then we went to London that following November oh, okay. to do the album. Right. And we stayed there for thirty days, and we did. He did it. I'm the rapper. You per- so that album was done in, in London, London completely, totally. Pre-production was done in Jeff's basement. Right. Right. But the recorded was in J- Zamba. Studios in, in London. London. Uh, in yeah, Jive, Jive, that's right. So Nigel 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 Green and Pete Q, Q Harris, they were also producers along with Jeff and Will. So us five were in Piccadilly Circus in London. So at this point when you're uh This is eighty seven. And you're cool with Jeff, do you know me and, Jeff fr- go to school, me and Jeff go to school together. So you don't know Fresh Print, you don't know Will Smith at that point. I, I, he just, they just, he just was coming out, literally just coming out with girls. Okay, like they wouldn't have, it didn't cop break break yet. It, um, Jeff had did the uh, live at Union Square, mm-hmm. so that was kind of fresh, like out there. Um, so just really, really kind of bubbling at right. that point. Yeah, just kind of bubbling at that point. So we go to London, we there for thirty days. Actually, Will had did a, an original version to uh, Charlie Mac first of the limo. It was going, Charlie Mack, the first out the limo, Char- Charlie. And Will Jeff was like, man, man. I got you. <laughs> We're not doing that. So he went on and read. He said, Charlie, I got you. I'm going to take care of you. He came back with the beat and everything. Of course, you know, what y'all know to be. Right. Charlie Mack, first out the limo. But actually, who named me Charlie Mack, first out the limo, was MC Breeze. Wow. The singing MC Breeze. I was the first one I ever did security for, was MC Breeze. Wow. That ain't no future in the front. No, no, no. no MC that's MC Breed. Breed. That's what I said. Yeah. Oh my so, god! Shout out to shout out to uh, MC Breeze. I actually just saw Breeze. The, MC, the original singing MC. Yeah, he was Drake before Drake. Right, indeed. Drake. What song before. do I know from him? Well, he he actually had a record called "Go for It" on the Rocky Four, Rocky Five soundtrack. That no, was his big no, record. Sir. Okay, like, that was his big record. Go for it. Okay. But um, he had a record. He put out a record where he was talking about. He went to a Chinese joint and got Chinese food, and he was the first record that got boycotted. Because um, he was talking about uh, Chinese people, right? Oh, you know wow. what I mean, like the way it, mocking the way he talked. Doesn't smoke, you right? You can't do that now. Can't do that now. No, no. So he had a record called Discombobulator Boobylator. <laughs> that was the name of the record, Discombobulator Boobylator. Okay. So wow. it was weird because him, Schooly, Schooly um, D, Schooly D, they they yeah. had they had they would draw the album cover. They produced their own records. They distributed their own records. They put out all mm. their own records. So he had MOD records, Master of Disaster records. So I just was like, I want to be involved in this business. So I just kind of like gave myself a job. Right. Okay, I'm going to be security. Because I couldn't rap, couldn't produce. I'm going to be security. Yeah. So I was like, I got to get in. That's how I jumped in. And so Breeze was my first entry into doing security. And then me and him had some kind of like, you know, we had our button to the head. And then Jeff came. And so he he is, he really feels like Jeff and him took me from him. Right. But it was like, again, timing. Mm-hmm. Everything was timing. Right. So jump back to... Um, Doing uh, the album, we come back and we hook up with Rush uh, Rush Management. So you come back from London, you hook up with Rush Management. Rush Management, and actually we go on tour with uh, Two Live Crew. It's crazy because you go on wait who tour who went on tour with Two Live Crew? Fresh Prince, Russell, watch this, Jazzo, young kid that Jazzo had Mm, with Jay Z. -Z. Wow, right? Um, So it was so it was Two Live Crew, Public Enemy, Jazzo, Fresh Prince, Russell, 
and jazz out. Not whistle. Whistle. We are the whistle. And this is true. We like to do the things that we're not supposed to do. We don't mean robbing, stealing, a bugging. And not to take seriously. We're only bugging. Wow. So it was crazy because... So was that tour like... Jazzy Jeff and Fresh Prince, was that like their first tour? First tour. tour. Their first tour. The first tour, right? Because Russell and Leor said, we have two tours for y'all. We got... Uh, two live crew, and then we call for that. We're going to do Run's House. Right. So, did you guys know how crazy the uh, two live crew? No, I'm about to tell you. So, you got to know that JJ First Prince essentially are like the Cosby, well, right. they were like the good kids of rap. So, we're there. The sheriffs are going around to each dress room saying that you have to sign an addendum that you're not going to curse. What? Yeah, right? So watch this. So, now we don't know. Now, watch this. When Russell tells us that we're going to go on tour, two live crew. And you got Public Enemy, you got Judge and Fresh Prince. They up north. These guys are huge artists. Right. We're like, who the hell is Two Live Crew? Yeah. He's like, trust me, they're like Run DMC in the South. Right. Right. Mm. He said, I, I promise you. So he's like, all right. So we we go on tour, and all he did, hey, we, we want, want some. some. Hey. Let me hear you say, hey. And so of course they didn't curse none of that. The crowd. The crowd did it. it. The crowd did. Wow. Crowd did. Right. The crowd right. Did. right. So the, so 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 the the, the sheriffs and stuff. Were steaming, but, but there was nothing they could but do. They could do. Yeah, the crowd sang us all. They, they they signed a letter. They wouldn't do it. But guess what? The audience sang the whole all the lyrics. Wow, wow. that's super dope. Then we do, so then we do that tour. It's an amazing tour. And then now we get the word confirmed. Run actually requested Jeff and Will okay to be on the tour. He said that kid. If that kid can talk about he got punched in his eye. And and he 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 stole his mother's car where she was with. He said, "I like that kid. He, I want that kid to go on tour with me." So we, it was it was Jaja Fresh Prince. No, it was Run DMC, Public Enemy, Jaja Fresh Prince, EPMD, and JJ Fat. Wow, wow. Yeah, it Dope. was the best tour ever. Reason why? Reason why? Because essentially, Run DMC was the big brothers. Public Enemy was the militant brothers. We were like the nice brothers. EPMD was the baby brothers, and, and JJ Fab was the baby sister. Right, so you had you had a little bit of everything. So everybody on that. and everybody played their part. Right, nobody was tripping because at simultaneously, the Def, Def Jam tour went out. So that was like Eric B and Rakim, LL, Houdini, Bismarcky, Ice T. It was like the violence versus the calm. Right, so, right. So we so it was it was it was a, that was a great tour that we did. Um, coming off of there, um, I've known Nate from Boys to Men since he was three years old. Okay, he grew up. On the next block okay. for me. Okay. Um, so at this point, after 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 a couple of those tours, you're acting as security. security I'm security. For, for, right. Got your fresh prince. I but became the road manager. You became the. It just kind of morphed into becoming yeah. a road yeah, manager. Yeah, because I'm saying again, that was my entry into it, but I was never ever really security. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. always had aspirations of business. Right. Period. But again, that was my entry level into it. I couldn't rap. I couldn't produce. Yeah. So I was like, okay, I'm six seven, two hundred and fifty something pounds. Okay, security. But Jeff, that's that's what he offered me. So of course, you know what I mean. But again, I always had my nose sticking in. Yeah. So you should do it, and you should, and you should do, and you should, you should do. So. So how did you? Okay. So how did you know um, Michael Bivens to bring Boys to Men to him? Well, I've known New Edition since '83. They, they used to come to Philly, of course. Um, they would be in Philadelphia a lot uh, doing uh, Dancing on Air. There's a big uh, like pop show locally in Philadelphia called Dancing on Air. And so I became friendly with, again, I was going with Mimi as well. So Mimi, they would come to the radio station and they would do interviews there. And I just, again, I'm a social, you know, kind of guy. And I'm just kind of like, you know, welcome them to the town, if you will. 
Nice. You know, well, you need something. You need something. You need I got you. Cut. I got, got you. you. Right. So we right. Formed, the, formed the relationship from that point. He was kind of like uh, like Red and Shawshank. Remember the Red <laughs> yeah, and Shawshank? Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you could get you whatever yeah, you needed, absolutely, right? Absolutely. absolutely. So wait. Read read or. Right. <laughs> did you did you know did you know all the guys or were they did they come to for boys men did they come to you as a group or did you know one of them and you were like okay you need two more? No. So um, so I've known Nate since he was three. Nate essentially was Roscoe. Martin's character he played on Roscoe. He was, uh-huh. With the snot coming out of his nose. So I remember, I re- all I remember up until that point was seeing him and his mother and father and his sister and brother going to church every Sunday. And they were, they were crying. They were a choir. It was, you know, singing. And I remember him doing that. But then he, Nate was in a rap group called JDTR. Okay. So he was in a rap group. Please tell me what JDTR stood for. I don't even know. Just doing it tough right yeah, now. <laughs> so... So, so so I remember coming back off a tour, Mimi at the time, of course, my girlfriend, she said, um, I want you to go to, I have an, I have an event that I go to and I got a host. I want you to go. I go to the event. Hey, Mimi was kind of dope though. Mimi, Mimi kind of looked was, out. Yeah. yeah. Mimi was, no, she was. No, yeah. No, okay, shout fine. out to Mimi. So, so, so I go there and five guys run up to me. Okay. Five, five guys. Five guys. Five guys with with one of them being Nate. Nate. Who you already knew. Right. Five. Okay. So at the time, Mark Nelson. Okay. Mark Nelson, who Mark ended Nelson. up going to be an as yet. I'm going to tell, tell, tell you before that. I'm going to tell you no, before that. No, that's Mark Morrison. That's what I said. Y'all don't listen correctly. So Mark Nelson, Michael Sean, Nate Wanyet. Okay. Okay. He runs up to me and said, yo, that's Charlie Mack. Tell him you know me. Tell me. Of course I know you. Nate. You right. I mean? He's like, this is my group, Boys the Men. He says, can you listen to us sing? I said, well, when y'all going to sing? He said, we go up next. They got up on stage. They sang uh, "Can You Stand the Rain." Was it, so? Was this at a talent sh- it was at a, show, it was at, or it was, just it was basically at the count, like um, every year? This was called Susquehanna Day. Community okay. Day. All right. Susquehanna Day. So they get up there and sing "Can You Stand the Rain." I'm like, and they kill it. Damn. Right. So they come off stage. Like, what you think? What you think? I said, listen. I said, I li- at the time, of course, Will was Fresh Prince. I said, I'm gonna introduce you to Fresh Prince. They were like, right? Really? Really? I said, I went home. I said, Will, this group, and Will at the time was. 18, 19. So he's totally in his, his life. In his, right, right, right. Else. So I said, well, we got to sign this group. He's like, all right, cool. We, we will talk about it. I said, I need to get in touch with Ann. We got to sign this group. So <laughs> Will's not thinking about me. Right. Come to L.A., the Palladium. Mike Tyson has a birthday party there. Michael Bivens, BBD were there. Uh-huh. I said, Mike, I got this group in Philly. And Boys of the Men, they sing y'all songs. Was Mike the only one that you knew from New Edition? No, I knew you knew them. everybody. I knew all of them. Okay. Like, BBD was at the party. Yeah. I said, I got this group in Philly named Boys of the Men. They sing y'all songs better than y'all sing them. Like, I said it to him, really. He said, man, please. I said, I'm telling you, they will out sing y'all. He said, I'll be, we'll be in Philly next week at Powerhouse. Bring them to the show. Get back to Philadelphia. I, said, I called the guys up. Um, I said, yo, I said, if you had an opportunity to meet someone, who would you want to meet? He was like, what? I said, if you had an opportunity to audition for somebody who, of course. No audition. audition. Right. I said, I'm going to get your audition with him. What? So about a week later, um, the PD from the station, Dave Allen, he comes up. He's like, Charlie, you got this group, boys, the men looking for you? I said, yeah. I said, so two of them had snuck in the front door. I went and got the other three. BBD had finished their set. They were ready to leave. They said, Charlie, where the group at? Next thing you know, we walk in backstage, about 100 people backstage. Of course, on three, they, they start singing. Acoustics is right. Everything is right. And they right. Sing, can you the <laughs> they sing. Can you stand the rain? And you know how all the groups come in for the come in the city for the radio station's birthday mm-hmm. party. Yes. Yeah. So that's essentially what happened to us. We were everybody was on tour. Um, they sang. So after the show was over, uh, Mike said, "Charlie, we can do this together." I said, "Well, hold up for a minute because I'm trying to sign them with Will over at Jive Records." So, so if you were trying to sign them with Will, what was your idea? You just wanted them to sing for Mike just because. 
that's who they really wanted to well, sing no, for, Will, or did he have an Will, idea? Will wasn't as he wasn't enthused. Focused, right? he wasn't okay, yeah, 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 yeah. I need to get this done before it went out of my hand. Right. So of course I'm saying, boys the men, ah, uh, no addition. makes sense. Right. Right. So I um, so he says uh, he says I, you know we we can do the deal like that. I said, well, hold up, I'm trying to do something with Will. I leave out of town the next day. Mike flies his car into Philadelphia from um, gets his car come ship down to Philly. He takes him up to New York, signed with uh, Joe Busby. With, with, with Busby. So did like, you know late, all sorry. that was happening at that point? I, did, I didn't know that he had took him up there. You I didn't? Found out, I found out a week later. <laughs> Typical like, Mike. Hey, that's how big that's. I, did, I, found out, I found out a week later. So when you see the portrayal in the film. Right. I don't know if y'all know. No, absolutely. I, 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 I mean, I, I used to work for, at Motown. I used to work for Mike, so I understand. So my son played me in a movie. Okay. My group, Brother Love, played New Edition. Because it was five, you know, my group played Boys the Men. In the movie. There was five of them. Yeah. So, and then, and then, um, Yaz played Michael Bivens. Right. But it didn't happen that way. It happened the way that I was telling you. Yeah. Um, and so. So, hold on. Mm-hmm. So you find out a week later, week later. that Mike had taken them to, taken them to, to New, New York, York to and Buzzard. signed them. Yeah. To how Buzzard. did that, how did you find that out? And how did you feel at that point? Um, I, I was extremely upset, of course, naturally. I called Nate up right away. You know what I mean? And Nate was saying. He was like, I thought you, did, you know, you and him was working it out, right? I'm like, what do you mean? Thought we was working out? What, if I wasn't there, if, yeah, we didn't work like, nothing out. Work out, right? So I had to sue him, and I did sue him. Oh wow! So I you sued, ended up suing sue oh, Michael Bivens. Hold on. So was there any paperwork between you no, and but, Boys to Men? Let me try to irony about it, and I didn't even know this. So I'm sitting, I'm disgruntled, like beyond disgruntled. They're blown up and everything. At this point, they're blown up. Um, I'm sitting at home, and the Arsenio Hall show come on. And BBD is on there. He said, well, how did you find Boys the Men? He said, oh, I didn't. This guy was, uh, cool. you know, was down with Fresh Prince of J. Jeff, Charlie Mack. My lawyer hit me up right away. He said, yo. He, he said, said your name. Right, got right. him. He validated right. it. Got yeah. him. So that's, how, that's what got him. So we went and... Um, and so Had we you had any conversations with Mike after he signed him and all that? Or oh, were yeah, you yeah, kind of yeah. just... Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I talked to him. Was it a conversation or was yeah, it like it, a... You know, it, it, it got No, it got, it got aggressive. <laughs> yeah. It definitely got aggressive. You know right. But Mike is, you know... And I love him today. We cool tight today. But um, but yeah. at that point, yeah, I wanted to see yeah, him, yeah, right. him on the shelf. Yeah, yeah. For sure. You want right. to sit him on, you yeah, make an elf on the, the shelf? Because yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. he's not that big. Yeah. I don't know how big that man is. So, 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 so with that being said, um, we went through the whole proceedings and everything. And then we decided to settle out of court. Settle out of court. Right. And Will was like, dude, like, what did he give you? Okay. What you supposed to get? So it was like the cash. And it was like, it's supposed to be a record deal. And he was like, man, listen, we doing way better. Don't worry about that. Just leave that alone. I left it alone. Um, wow. I left it alone. Then a couple years moved. Um, it, okay. But when you, with the whole lawsuit and all that was going on, was that aimed or was it a lawsuit to Michael Bivens or was it Michael Motown? Bivens. Michael Bivens. Just Michael Bivens. Okay. Michael Bivens. Because okay. my agreement was with Michael Bivens. Got you. It wasn't with Boys of the Men. Yeah. And it wasn't with Motown. And your idea at that point you wanted to manage boys to manage to boys to along you. with him. I wanted, I wanted to do, you wanted to do it together. Was together. Right. Production company and management together. Got you. Okay. Right. Um, again, I'm, I'm putting them in a position to change their life. Absolutely. Obviously, obviously it proved to change their life. Right. Absolutely. You know what I mean? They're going to sell 60 million plus records. Right. Sheesh. Not 60. Yeah. yeah. Jesus. I remember boys to men came to my high school. And perform Motown Philly, and because mm-hmm. we were hood and ratchet yes. in the middle of uh, Watts, we were like, "Boo! Oh my wow. God, where's immature? Boo!" That's terrible. Yeah, That's terrible. Wow. really. And, yeah. and you booed him for immature. Yeah. If you would have said Joe to see, I would have no, gave you a pass. No, no, no. But you said immature. We were like, "Bring on Batman!" Oh, yes. boo! Oh my God. <laughs> 
Wow. So hold on. AM Caffeine Show. Charlie That's Mack is crazy. in the building dropping jewels. My goodness. So Smooth D, there's so much more. Man, as we, you we just know. need to cool. We need to take a break All and, right, so and cool off for this one. Let's go into a mix real quick. Let's yeah. just do a quick uh, 10 minutes. We're going to come back because, damn, there's so much I need to ask Charlie Mack. The AM Caffeine Show. Charlie Mack is in the building. You don't want to go anywhere. It's the AM Caffeine Show. Yeah. Let's go, Smooth yeah. D. Yes, I know, but by the way, sweetheart, what's your name? She said, my friend's 
like to call me Exotic Elaine I said, my name is the Prince And she said, why? I said, well, I don't know I'm just a hell of a guy But enough about me Yo, let's talk about you And all the wonderful things That you and I can do I popped some cash in a little bit of time I showed some cash Then the girl was mine I took her over town I wined her and dined her She asked me, did I like her? I said, well, kinda All of a sudden She jumped out of seat Snatched me up by my wrist And took me out in the street She started grabbing all over me Kissing and hugging So I shoved her away I said, you better stop bugging She got mad Looked me dead in my face Threw her hands in the air And yelled out I got scared when she started to yell So I handed her my wallet And ran like hell I was ducking through alleys Right and left But when the cops caught up Bust your bubble, but girls of the world ain't nothing but trouble. So next time a girl gives you the play, just remember my rhymes and get the hell away. I was in a bar one Friday night, cooling, watching a Mike Tyson fight. I was maxing and relaxing, sipping on tequila. When this girl walked up, she said, Hi, my name is Sheila. I responded by saying, And that's when I observed those satin bed sheets. I felt that it was time for me to make my move. I thought I better hurry up before I busted the groove. I leaned down to kiss her, but then out of the blue, a door slammed and a voice said, Baby, where are you? A boyfriend busted in, he grinned an evil grin and said, I'm a Boy, I'ma tear your butt limb from limb. I was scared as hell, where was I supposed to go? I just yelled, Geronimo, jumped out the window. Just my luck, we were in a snowstorm, and all I had was my underwear on to keep me warm. And to top the night off, I had to break in my place because my Back on Sheila's bookcase I was done sneezing and coughing I hope this doesn't happen too often But nevertheless, don't mean to bust your bubble But girls of the world ain't nothing but trouble So next time a girl gives you the play Just remember my rhymes and get the hell away Remix it. 
Caffeine show Smooth D and the ones and two Smooth D You came with some classics I haven't heard that damn Smooth Steady D. beat It's about hip hop baby Smooth It's about hip hop Hey Smooth D I'm impressed You understand I'm with the magnificent I mean the magnificent Jazzy okay. Jeff Listen to me You definitely ah, He did that Yeah he did that man Yeah yeah That's why he's still here Cause I, he's been kind of I've been fired a couple times He's been fired a couple times yeah. A few back. times A few times Yeah yeah. Listen And he may not be here next week <laughs> But right now For this moment he's here AM Caffeine show Charlie Mack in the damn building If you guys have for some reason you tripping and you missed the first part of, of this interview let me tell you just the story of Charlie Mack discovering Woo! boys to men is so damn ill if you got a chance to see the new edition movie and shout out to all my guys Ronnie DeVoe call me back I text you today um, to all my guys and if you get a chance to, if you see the uh, where Boys to Men sings for Michael Bivens by the tour bus. Uh-uh, it didn't happen like that. <laughs> no, it didn't happen like that. It didn't happen like that. Charlie Mack was very influential. 34th and, uh, Pacific Center Boulevard at the th- Civic Center. That's where it happened. That's where it happened on a Friday night. <laughs> at 8, 12 p.m. <laughs> it, was, it was a misty night. A.M. Caffrey, so, so Charlie, so now mm-hmm. we talked about Boys to Men. We talked about how you, um, you know, Got compensated somewhat, not the way that you should have. But at this point, Fresh Prince is doing what he's doing. He said, man, don't even trip on that because we got bigger and better things to do. Yeah, definitely. definitely. So so how did we get to Let's talk Prince about the Fresh Prince. Um, so it was weird. Uh, Janet Jackson, Rhythm Nation. She had extended, you know, again, of course, you know, different people have parties. They extend invites to different tastemakers and fellow artists. Right. So um, Jeff... So the, the group essentially was Jeff, Will, JL, which was the manager, which was Will's manager today, Ready Rock C, myself, Omar. Um, Omar's what? Shout out to Omar, Omar, one of the dancers. Yeah, Omar Money, right? So, wait, you know what, Charlie? So you had went from security, you did road managing, and right. now Will is doing. Did you ever feel like you were in a position already to actually take on management yeah. by yourself? Yeah, yeah, I, 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 absolutely. Because again. For me, I, I was I moved in that way. You know what I mean? I moved in that way. I was definitely sticking my nose and my finger and things I probably shouldn't have because it's called tortious interference. Right. That's a, mm. that's a legal term for tortious. that. Yeah. Tortious. Tortious. Tortious interference. Tortious. Yeah. Tortious. Yeah, it's when someone has a management and you are knowledgeable of it tortious. and you go in, okay, I'm taking him. Because really taking him to 
LA was out of pocket because he had a manager. Like, he had a manager, like, which what, really that was his tortures. responsibility. Yeah. 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 So, so you never had like a conversation with like, well, I think I can manage you in that way, no. or you could no, no, none of that. No, because I'm saying JL essentially. Jail was the was the one that was the business guy, right? You and that I mean? James James Lasseter, yeah, James Lasseter, he was the business guy. You know okay, I mean? got he you. He was the, he was originally he was started off as being a road manager. Their original manager was Lorenzo Penn. Okay, and so JL was the road manager. You know what I mean? But again, um, you know, he grew up with Jeff, of course, on Rod, Rodman Street and Hazel Street, so blocks right beside each other. Okay, so Jeff and JL grew up together. Je- Jeff JL was Jeff's friend. Will grew up in Winfield. Okay, I grew up in Southwest South Philly. North Philly, South Philly, you know, things like that. So, fifteen minutes from each other. Right. So, um, so no, I never, I never, I never had that because we were family, we were oh. brothers. You know what I mean? So I want to take nothing or even, you know, come at him in a way that would be uh, anything disrespectful. Right, right, right. Yeah, and maybe, we maybe make the friendship feel a little yeah, weird yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. It got weird for yeah. a little bit. You know what I mean? Because again, me and Will. It was weird because Jeff hired me, but me and Will's personality really gravitated towards Dude, each other. Because we right. lived together for probably like three or four years. Okay. Like literally, Will would not come outside at a point without me. Right. Like for about a good six out of three years. Um, so we really, our, our, so it was Jeff and Will and me and Jay, you know, JL and Jeff. And you and Will. And this uh-huh. happened in London. Okay. So me and Will were roommates and JL and Jeff were roommates. Okay. Um, and so our personalities disconnected, you know what I mean? Like, again, I was very outgoing. Will, of course, was young. We both were young. I was 19. He was 17. Wow. No, yeah, 16. 17, 17. I was 20. He was 17. And so we just this became really, really, you know, friendly and just bonded. And so from that, um, the invite from Jan Jackson came. We came out to L.A. And I was, like, stunned by, like, what was going on. Is that there. your first time coming to California? First time coming to L.A. was, yeah, it was 80. 687. I don't know okay. how you know these dates. Yeah. Okay. Um, so we come out here and I'm I'm just blown away. Uh Eddie Murphy invited us to his home at that point. Um went there. It was the first time I've ever seen a convert I call it a convertible house. Right. <laughs> uh, attractable wow. roof. We were sitting in the living room and we were just like, why did it get cold? Yeah. The but roof the, opened up. The roof was like, oh shh. House ain't the, got no roof. Like, what the hell? <laughs> yeah, he, yeah, exactly. And at so, this point, what music was did Will have out? So what what songs were out that you know, was, it blew up so big that now kind of got parents, you parents, dealing with parents, parents don't understand. Parents don't understand a brand new phone. Okay, all of them out at, the, at that time, and they're, they're at this point they had about three million records sold. Okay, so nice. they're big, they're right? Huge. Yeah, they're yeah, huge. yeah, 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 huge. Um, so did Janet Jackson give y'all freshmen's a bill? Okay, no, go ahead. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. So, so we get the invite to Rhythm Nation party. Okay, because they came out the same time. '88 came out the same. '87, mm-hmm. '88 came out the same time. She she invites us to the party. We come out. We go to the party. And I'm like, this is the life. This yeah. is what we need to be at. Yeah. Forget all that. This is what we need to be. Go back home. Um, I said, well, we got to think about something outside of this music. I don't even know what made me think of that at that point. Wow. We got to think about something to do outside of this because this hip-hop stuff ain't going to last forever. Yeah. So we, the destination place in L.A. At, in, the, in the 80s, in the early 90s, was Arsenio Hall. Yeah. So every time we come to L.A., it was, it was three things we would do. We'd go to Quadnas, the rental car. Quadnas, African boy up over near the airport. We go get rent a car, then we would absolutely go to Roscoe's. And right, absolutely go to and, and Roscoe's was around the corner from Arsenio. For Arsenio, right there on Gower. So, so yeah, mm-hmm. so we would do that. Mm-hmm. So this particular day, Kwame said, "You know, Michael Jackson gonna be there today." Like what? Oh, we going? We definitely going. All right, so we get the we get the Mercedes convertible, man. Will we riding? We go over there. We sit in the audience. I look over in the corner. You know, the whole thing back in the day was reading the album credits. Yes. So know you by nature. Know you by nature. No, at that point, I'm trying to think who was signed to. Warner Brother Records. Anyway, 
they, I'm looking at the credits and I knew Benny Medina. Mm-hmm. I look over the corner, I see Benny Medina standing. I was like, well, that's Benny Medina. He's like, who? So that's Benny Medina. I say, the, you know, the GM of Warner Brother Records. I said, I'll be back. I walk up to him. I said, how you feeling? I said, my name is Charlie Mack. I said, I'm here with the Fresh Prince. He said, who? I said, you know, the guy, the Fresh Prince, parents understand. He said, oh, he said, what are you doing out here? And I don't know where it came from. I said, we're interested in doing some TV guest spots. He said, he wants to do a TV show? Yeah. I said, yes, I got the, I got an idea for him. Six weeks later, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air uh, pilot. Sit on my throne. Nice. Fast forward wow. how many years? Now, 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 what happened was they shot the pilot. Jeez. They shot the pilot. Benny was just the one in the driver's seat at that point. He took it to Brandon Turnikoff, right? And Brandon Turnikoff turned it down. Mm-hmm. So then so then Quincy got, he called Quincy, and Quincy took it over to Les Moonves. And he said, if you don't buy this show, I'm going to sell it to him. So he picked up the show. He just kind of did the bully. So at, at that point, so, so you did the pilot without having a home or this? After. No, after. Was, okay, so, got you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What happened was... He had to meet. He met with Quincy. Went and flown and met with Quincy. And I want to say we were in Detroit. Came out to fly and meet with Quincy. From that, they shot the pilot. And then the first was about it. So Charlie, with you orchestrating that, were you? Was there any? Were you, were you part of it, like the creation of it? Were like they're co-producing? No, no, like no, 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 it was, that was just my brother. That was just like so. You were just brother. like I'm with you. I'm trying to make I'm it happen. Just, we just we just we just rocking. No, we I got rocking. you. I've, I've done the same was thing it, in man. Wasn't even on. Wasn't even on that type of. Time. Got you. Got like, you. Just my man. You're I still bet saying. you can't do it with a girl. Bet you can't do it with a black girl. Marlo shooting a shot. What? Again. Yeah. What? No, shoot. Go ahead. Go ahead. You got to have talent, though. Who, 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 where? Right. Marlo. Who? Okay, wait. So is that? Go ahead, Marlo. Okay, Okay, so this is totally off the subject, but I just need to know this. Mm -hmm. So you said within like a couple of years, you shot from being five something to six four. Six five. Six five. I was 15, worst size 15, and I was six five. Okay. Have you always. Okay, because. You are very high energy. Yes. Have you always been agile, or did you go through a period to where you were like goofy. really goofy and never ever? Because I see, really, to be honest, even right now, I think I'm like not that you're a short man, but I think I'm his height. Like I don't feel tall. Uh huh. I don't. I do small people stuff. <laughs> I do small people stuff. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because I don't. I got. To, I think I was telling you while we was on the break. I actually, for a period, was dancing for Judge at First Prince. Oh my goodness! Oh yeah, I wow! So it's, I, I it's was big. not only that when the Nightmare on My Street, I was playing Frankie. I mean, uh, uh, Freddie. So I used to be coming out to the kids with like, Freddie ain't got no black head. So I was huge. I used to put on this black shirt and we have the mask and the, 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 the knife uh, hand hand glove. Yeah, I was. It was crazy. I did whatever I needed to do. Right. Just, right. Like, we, but see the thing about it, we like nobody had the only two spots were like firm. Was Jeff and Will spot everything else you get in? You picking up bags, you carrying equipment, right? Whatever you needed Freddy, to do, you dancing, whatever we need to do. You know, we was the two damn hype possible, right? You know what I mean? And so, um, so yeah, I, I just I wanted to be just I just need to be involved, right? And I, so security wasn't enough for me; it didn't satisfy me. So I just wanted to be involved. So I always had aspirations of doing something more elevated and in a managerial capacity. And now you're working with Yaz. Yeah, yeah, Yaz, Hakeem, Bashir Gray. Empire, yeah, but I mean, there were things. Miss Jade happened before then. Magic Teller, Magic Teller, um, Meek Mill, um, yeah, and then of course Yaz. Um, so while you still, I mean, obviously you have such a deep rooted Philly connection because then we're talking about you know all these folks being from you know being Philly. from Philly. Yeah, I'm like a, I'm like a, I'm so pro Philly. 
Yeah. Old Philly. I'm yeah. Just, you know, I just they say charity starts at home. Right. You know what I mean? I'm Muslim. Course, right. You know what I mean? So I really, I take that to heart. Right. You know what I mean? I love, that's why I call my company 215 Affiliated. I'm from the 215, but I'm affiliated with the world. Right. But, that's really how it is. Um. So with Yaz, mm-hmm. at, at, at this point, you guys are familiar with Yaz from, you know, what he's done in Empire. Empire. Also played Michael Bivens in purpose. the No Edition story. And by far was the standout actor talent in the New Edition story. That was a re- it, was a, it, was a re- it was a reason why that happened, though. Like, we did something that, again, and everybody else did great, but they didn't go through the process that we went through. And again, I, get, I would say we had a cheat sheet because essentially what we did with Ali, when we when we filmed Ali and we were preparing for Ali, is we walked in Ali's life. Right. Did the same thing. Once we got the, got the role that we were going to do it, I took Yaz yeah, to Boston. Right, right. Let him feel what's going took him on. To Boston. So he yeah. talked to Mike's mom. He went where the actual projects used to be at. He went to Mike's Recreation Center. He talked to Mike's childhood friends. The rest of them didn't do that. Right. You know what I mean? And not no knock on them. because No, all of them everybody did, did a great job, right. but by far, Yaz was the standout. And another cheat sheet was because I knew no addition. Right, right. right. So I knew... Um, What's up, B? <laughs> just, just the way that they speak. Right. So if you listen, to, that's why his, that's why his interpretation of Mike was spot on. It right, because because was. because because again, and Mike is the most distinctive voice. Out Absolutely, of all. you know what I mean. So for me, I was able to give what, what I did one time. We had a meeting. The first, very first meeting we had, Mike. When I took yeah, I, was down there, I was recording Mike without him knowing. Because I didn't want him to be acting Mike. I wanted him to be Mike. Right, right. So I would play that for Yaz every morning before he would go on set. Wow. Whatever dialogue is, is we would play that. So, um, yo, fellas. Yo, fellas. A car. Yeah. The car. So things nope, like that. Uh-uh. I gave him. I don't want more cars. I gave him. I gave him all of that. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Fellas, we home, fellas. You know what I mean? So I was like, that's what you got to say. You got to. Yeah. Like, those are things that going to stand out because you don't look like Mike. Right. But if you if you close your eyes or if you embody you think, it. You think it is him. Right. And that's Man. essentially what Will did. Will be, wasn't Ali. He was an interpretation of Ali. Right. Oh, and I followed that same format with Yaz doing Michael Bivens. Right. Because he's such a. And I didn't want him to be. It was on purpose why I did that. Because I didn't want. The show was so big that I didn't want him to be Carlton or Urkel. Right. So I was right. like, okay, do something very distinctive. Right. Michael Bivens. Right. Right. It's a very distinctive group. Very distinctive tone from Boston, right? And we got to make sure that you are him, right? You got to sound like him. We can't see Hakeem, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and we, 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 we did that successfully. No, absolutely, you did. AM Caffeine Show, Charlie Mack and the Damn Bill and Smooth D. I think we're gonna have to do like another whenever Charlie comes back out out here. It's like, too much to. It's to so much to discuss, right? The legacy. AM Caffeine Show. So Charlie, yes, how can folks find you social media wise? Instagram, out. Twitter. Charlie Mack first out. Charlie Mack first out. That's it. Charlie Mack first out. That's what it is. Charlie Mack first out. Find Charlie me. Mack first out. Charlie Mack first out. Charlie Mack first out. Mm-hmm. Charlie uh, Mack first uh, out. Uh, uh, you know what uh, I mean? uh. That's why I became infamous off on the international side. So Charlie Mack first out. That's what it is. The AM yeah. Caffeine Show. My goodness. Yes. So dope. If you guys um, happen to miss this, this this episode will be uh, on other platforms. It'll be on SoundCloud. If for some reason you do not catch one of these airings, again, go to amcaffeine.com, amcaffeine.com right now. You can find all the stations that carry the AM Caffeine show. And uh, Charlie... Uh, you know, I always see Charlie in passing, you know, moving around in circles. And like Marlo said, he's a very high energy type of guy. He'll give you a pound. Hey, what's up? And then you t- and as big as he's like, yeah, that mug is kind of swift. You turn around, he's gone. <laughs> <laughs> no, really. And he's, he's a genuinely good person to everybody he meets. Whether, you know, just every time you speak, like when we were coming into the studio, you know, just some random dudes was walking out. He was like, hey, how you feeling, fellas? 
Absolutely. But that's how you got to be. Well, you got to be that way. Right? Yeah. Because, yeah. again, I'm saying people, like, I'm already, I'm 6'7". Right. So mm. already, this is my stature. Right. I got to bring that to the point. Like, like, it's one of the things I do in meetings. You got to unarm go, people. Right. I go and sit down real quick. Yeah. Yeah. Because I'm already imposing. Right. 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 And I don't want nobody feeling like I'm trying to impose. So I say that, too. Yeah, I do so, that, too. Yeah. 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 Marlo, if you don't. Absolutely. Okay. So we'll turn yeah. her mic quick. Sit down. Real quick. You have to sit down real quick. I have to sit down. <laughs> <laughs> You're imposing. AM Caffeine Show. Yeah. You guys enjoy your day. Make sure you rock with us each and every Wednesday and Friday at the AM Caffeine Show. We up out of here. Marlo J. Smooth D. You know what we do? In yeah. your mouth. Charlie Mack, anytime. Open door policy, my brother. Thank, Thank you, brother. you so much. AM Caffeine Show. You guys enjoy your day. Peace.